Andrew Voss, who joins the programme every Tuesday. How are you, Vossie? I just want a fair chance, man. Yeah. Thank you, Vossie. That's all I ask as well. Hey, if if Cody Nakarima came to the Warriors, Mm. what what sort of fair chance would you give him to succeed there? Oh, look, I thought if Cody Nikarima um, could play like he did uh, what I, what we saw glimpses of in the off-season test series, New Zealand versus England, um, Cody Nikarima would be an outstanding purchase. But I feel um, he's, he's taken a step back this year. I mean, they've been under pressure. Everyone at the Broncos has been under pressure with every loss. Um, I, I haven't seen much out of Cody. And, you know, he's at a point where... You know, he's wearing the number seven on his back. He has to be good every week. doesn't have to be great every week, but he has to be good every week. Um, and, and the same goes for Anthony Milford. They've got enough football. They're not inexperienced halves anymore. Uh, so Cody Nicarima would be a purchase, but not a sure thing. A good purchase, but not a sure thing. So if, if I'm the Broncos, and I do say this is all going on for, for reals, and I go, right, we're going to move Cody Nicarima on, what does that say about them? Is that them saying, all right, we're chucking this season in the bin and we're going to move on to next year uh, with our replacement and try and work them in? Like, where will it leave the Broncos? No, well, it's a pretty amazing um, little stockpile they've got of young halfbacks um, behind Cody Nicarima for our listeners who weren't aware. Um, Tom Dearden is 18 years of age, uh, the most outstanding halfback in schoolboy football that I saw last year and the, uh, the the halfback in the, in the winning um, schoolboy side. So... There's a talent right there. Is he ready for first grade? Probably not, but they're probably prepared to roll the dice. But then they've got a player who's a couple of years further advanced in Sean O'Sullivan, um, who's there and played one game of first grade at the Roosters. So they've got these two young halves in their in their production line, ready to be trotted out, but not really knowing, are they going to be instant hits? Maybe they've reached a decision on Cody Nicarima that they've watched him and said, well, you know what, he's not our future. These other two are, and we will gamble with them rather than persevere with Cody. That that would be my only thinking of it. Um, it's not a um, it's not submission for this season or anything like that. They've just decided, well, we'll bite the bullet and we'll do it now. Um, oh, I can remember, I'll just throw a halfback story into it, and it brings the Warriors into it too. Chris Sando, when he was at South Sydney, he was the, the year that he made his first grade debut and then went on to be the Dally M Rookie of the Year. He didn't play first grade until round 13 and it was a game against the Warriors and he kicked the field goal to win the match. Yeah. He was their seventh choice halfback for the year. <laughs> seventh choice halfback. And he went on to win the Dally M Rookie of the Year. So I, I think the Broncos, I think this will all happen pretty quickly and, um, and the time will be, well... But it's a lot easier to bring a young bloke into a team when they're winning than it is to when they're losing. It puts a lot of pressure on an 18-year-old or a you know 20-year-old with one first-grade game um, when the side's winning rather than, you know, two and five. Well, I guess, too, Andrew, what we have to throw into the conversation, which lurks, doesn't it, ominously when all of these decisions are made, would be the salary cap. And how can you best oh, get well, the cap to work yeah. for you? Yeah. Yeah, oh, 100%. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, these days, you, you know, like you're in your... Um, in your, what is it, your top 30? I mean, I mean, your lowest, the, the collective bargaining agreement, all these things are very complicated, but you've got to realise that the player that might even play first grade this year, but he's in your top 30, um, is getting paid something in the vicinity of $150,000. You know, it's a fair whack. It used to be uh, the, the lowest salary was something like 75. I think it was doubled in the last collective bargain agreement. Don't hold me 
100% of those figures, but they're, they're pretty much ballpark and close to the money. So, um, you, you know, you've got to balance out. You have to do. You do have to look after players in your squad further down the line. So, uh, given that, well, how many halfbacks can you have? How many playmakers can you have? Surely, the, the, obviously, the Warriors have wriggle room because Johnson went and there was no replacement um, per se. So, um, you know, I, I think Nick Arima comes on board. As again, I'll go back to the line. I think he, he'd be a good signing but no sure thing of being the dazzling match winner. The NRL's head of football, Graham Annesley, gives a media uh, briefing every week, uh, and it goes for 20 to 30 minutes, and it's published on nrl.com, and he goes through numbers and stats and trends and certain decisions uh, and certain penalties and certain <laughs> incidents. Are you... No. Two-part question. Did you like the analysis on the, on the Warriors' storm penalty, and uh, are you a fan of this particular practice on a weekly basis? Does the game need it? What? Well, there'll be Warriors fans listening at the moment probably saying, well, he should have a little five-minute segment just on the Warriors every week. He <laughs> said, now we go to the Warriors game and I'll defend these decisions that went against them. Um, look, first of all, I'll answer the second part of the question first, if I may, and I won't phone a friend. The idea of the transparency, the thing. Uh, yes, as long as it is comprehensive, as long as it just picks and chooses and says, right, well, we're going to show two where we admit that we're wrong, but we're going to put in eight that we show that we're right. I don't want that. I'd rather... Um, I, you know, the, the Canberra fan who wants to know about that. But I don't also like, I'm a bit bored with the nitpicking of everything. You could go through 10 again, perhaps. So hard to find the balance what is right. But I certainly just don't want them going in there, patting themselves on the back and, and just pulling out two glaring errors. As for what happened in the Warriors game and that penalty, well, I, I can't believe there was anyone who was watching it live who thought penalty, to be honest. You know, I, I thought it was a it was a really tough call. Um, I said, oh, no. Oh, no. You know, like, because at, at 12 all, okay, at 12 all with three to go, and this isn't slamming integrity referees, it's just the way it is, it doesn't get blown. But at 12-10, it does. And that and that's probably my greatest concern out of out of it. And, and the fact they've admitted the mistake, obviously, is a concern. I'm just worried that a few minutes on, and if the scores are level, it doesn't get blown. To, well, that to, that speaks, to win a match. That, Andrew. What you're suggesting there speaks to human nature as opposed to human that's error. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It wouldn't be blown in Golden Point, would it? It wouldn't be blown in Golden Point to decide a match. Um, and as I say, I don't believe I I see that blown um, to uh, decide a match in regulation time if scores are level in the last five. But it it can be blown at twelve ten. That would be my greatest concern out of it because it can affect all teams, not just the Warriors. It's it's going to happen again, um, and 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 the next time, you know, it it could be the Warriors have that happen to them right under the post in Golden Point, where if they get a penalty, they win the game, and and now it just gets blown as a as a drop ball, and no, yeah. But but, but not if happy, the, Jan. Not if, happy with it. If the go-to uh, by a defeated team is we just want consistency from the refing, then really those should be blown in Golden Point. They should be blown in the last two minutes, right? Because that's actually that's actually yeah. it. So man, yeah, yeah, wide, wider issue. hundred percent, it should be, and, and that's probably we get into a bigger argument if we want to go into the Golden Point line. I mean, that's why people talk about Golden Try because they say, well, they the you don't want the match just decided by a field goal, but you certainly don't want the referee under pressure that he has to decide the game with a penalty. So have the only golden point-scoring play in extra time be a try, that it finishes it automatically. But if you kick a penalty goal, to play on. Uh, like, you can kick the goal, but the extra time continues and you play the full 10 minutes. But, yeah, no, desperately sorry for the Warriors. 
mind you, I can't guarantee they were going to hang on. I mean, mm. you, you can't absolutely guarantee. There were still minutes to play, and Melbourne have made an absolute art form of of finding a way to win. And, and that's just uh, example 225 that they did. Even the field goal attempt came off the post for crying out loud. Righto. Uh, the Warriors-Knights uh, is, is this weekend. The Knights got a whole lot more scary uh, last week. Uh, they did. Give us your quick thoughts on that. Yeah, look, they have to. Well, I have to come up with points. The Warriors, um, as good as the last two weeks defensively have been, and and what they've only considered four tries the last two weeks, they've got to come up with points because Newcastle will take a lot of confidence. They'll, they'll, they'll be they'll have a spring in their step this week. Um, Mitchell Pearce was that was one of his finest ever games. That's how good Mitchell Pearce was. If he played like that every second week, he's the New South Wales Origin halfback. He's the Australian halfback. That's how good he was. So, um, and Ponga played no real part in that tree the other day, which is incredible. People were falling off their chairs that Caelan Ponga didn't get any Daly M points in a Newcastle win, maybe the first time ever. Um, so, yeah, there's some, there's some dangers there if Newcastle come ready to play, although they're not a side that's made winning a habit yet. There were plenty of nervous moments for Newcastle there. They came before and after half time, so it's up to the Warriors probably to set the pace. I, I keep talking about good starts. I don't want to see this Warriors side chasing points because I don't think they have a lot of points in them. So they have to they have to, you know, start well and lead. That that would be the key. That's what I'm drumming into my players uh, this week. Um, go out there and uh, and play from in front. Andrew Voss with a few thoughts he plays from out in front for us every Tuesday just after 8 from Fox Sports in Australia. This afternoon, Kearney names his team to play the Knights on